Good morning and welcome to High Life. I thank you once again for joining us and we will be continuing our series on the distinction of government. For those of you that have been following us for a while, you will uh, know that we, we started last year actually with, with uh, uh, a, a series on the people of distinction and the Lord raising a people of distinction. Uh, we talked about the distinction of character and you know how the Lord is raising uh, his people uh, with, with, with the, the nature of Christ and, and the, f the fruits of the Spirit uh, being uh, manifest in and through our lives as we, as we, as we abide in him. Uh, then we, we looked at the distinction of presence and the uh, importance of living in and from his presence and the fact that you know, it was from that place that the initial uh, uh, charge and the initial commission was given to man to, to manifest and extend the rule uh, of heaven, of the kingdom of heaven on the earth. Uh, and, then, and then, you know, finally, we, we, we've come to the distinction of government. So the purpose of having the character of Christ and the, and the presence uh, of, of God is so that we can um, extend his rule on the earth and, and manifest his government. We spoke about the importance of that identity of sonship and, and, and living from that consciousness rather than a sin consciousness, you know, looking at Jesus as our role model and not just our rescuer. Yes, he, is, he does rescue us and he is our rescue, but we're to go beyond that uh, and go beyond, uh, you know, crisis management to recognizing our identity uh, as sons. He's the firstborn among many brethren and, and coming into uh, saving knowledge uh, of, of who he is means that we also be, have been given the right and the authority to become uh, sons of God uh, and growing up from that place and from that place we have the authority to govern on the earth. And last week we spoke about the king and his kingdom. We spoke about the, 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 the nations of the earth and nationhood and, and, and the, 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 the love and the, the focus and the priority that the Lord has for nations and the fact that you know, he intends to rule the nations of the earth, uh, uh, you know, when his kingdom comes in its fullness. Um, and so today we're going to talk a bit more about that. And we're going to talk more about uh, nationhood and, and, and the nation that the Lord is raising in order that nations may be saved. But before that, let's have a word of prayer. Our Father and our God, we just give you thanks. We thank you for what you're doing in our midst. We thank you for what you're doing on the earth. We thank you, Lord, for your, your, your word that does not return to you void. And that which you have spoken concerning your, your church, you will have. We thank you, O oh God, that you are causing scales to drop from our eyes. You're bringing fresh insight and, 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 and revelation to us in this season. Father, I just ask that, that, that all that uh, is of you, be established in the hearts of your people and anything that is not uh, would be filtered out in the name of Jesus. That, that which you sow into their hearts in this day and, in, and through this series, my God, will, 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 will flourish and bring a harvest 30, 60 and 100 fold. That we will be recalibrated in your truth, O oh God, and, 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 and we'll, we'll have a fresh fire and a fresh desire, Father, to seek after you and to seek after your kingdom and see your kingdom come and your will done uh, on earth as it is in heaven, O oh God. We just give you thanks and we give you glory and honor and praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So we spoke last week about the importance of nations. We spoke about the, the 
the, the centrality of nations um, at the end of the age. The scriptures tell us that we will rule over, that Jesus will rule over them, that we will, will rule and reign with him. Uh, those that are that are his that have endured to the end. Uh, we looked at the scriptures that talk about nations being sheep nations and, and you know there being goat nations. We also spoke about the command that we have been given to disciple the nations of the earth. So if we look at the nations of the earth, I, I'm not sure how many we could list, you know, at this time, um, where we could say, yes, these are nations that have wholeheartedly uh, embraced the, the values of Christ. Uh, the, 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 the narrative seems to be that, you know, there are those who, who at one time did. There, were, there are nations that, that sent uh, the gospel out. Uh, but even they seem to be um, retreating from the position of, of Christ and the values of, of his kingdom. You know, we, we, we have probably more Christians on the earth than we have ever had at any time in history. Uh, and yet, seemingly, you know, the nations are, are not discipled. Seemingly... Um, you know, the church is supposed to be the answer. We, we, we discuss it, we hear it, you know, it's because of the church, it's because of the church. Um, but yet we have many believers and we have uh, seemingly few nations that are following in, in the values of the kingdom. So, so, so what is the issue? Well, um, if, we, if, we, if we just go back a little bit and consider, you know, the beginning, um, we know that, that, you know, Adam was given a mandate uh, Adam and Eve were supposed to, 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 you know, be fruitful and to multiply and to, and to, and to, you know, express the kingdom, uh, the government of the Lord on the earth. But when that failed and the Lord wanted to enact his redemptive plans, he called a man, he called Abraham, and Abraham was the father. Uh, and he was told he would be the father of many nations, but he started off being the father, the father of Israel. And he uh, gave birth to uh, uh, Isaac, and, and who gave birth to Jacob, and, and the 12 tribes were born, and the nation uh, was, 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 was seeded into the earth. And of course, you know, um, hundreds of years Passed and they were they spent time in captivity in Israel for over four hundred years, and then the time came for the Lord to to, to bring them out, um, and he he basically you know Exodus chapter one tells us that uh, you know that they, they they were oppressed but they had continued to multiply despite their oppression they had grown in number, and they were considered a threat by the Egyptians. Um, and the time came for the Lord to, to bring them out as he had promised Abraham. And he brought them out you know, through um, a great deal of, of demonstrations of power, of, of unmasking of the empty gods of Egypt, of, of you know, jump-starting and, and recalibrating the, 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 the descendants of Abraham to the place where they were now thirsty and hungry again for that which the Lord had promised despite their pain. Um, and he brings them out. 
And, you know, in Exodus 19, verse 5 and 6, he basically tells them, he tells Moses to, to address them in a particular way. So he says, Exodus 19, 4 to 6, in the Amplified Version. He says, you've seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I carried you on the eagle's wings and brought you to myself. Now, therefore, if you will in fact obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you shall be my own special possession and treasure from among all the peoples of the world. For all the earth is mine. You shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation set apart for my purpose. And he tells Moses, these are the words that you should speak to the Israelites. Um, and of course, we know that the, the period of Israel's history uh, up until what, what the scriptures describe as the fullness of time when Christ comes is a time where, you know, they go through many cycles of rebellion and repentance. Um, you know, the Lord uses his relationship with Israel to demonstrate uh, to the peoples of the earth um, how he relates to an, a people that belong to him. Um, and, and for Israel, they, they also come to realize that, you know, despite the Lord's goodness to them, despite his faithfulness towards them, that, that they can't obey his commands. And it primes them uh, uh, for, for, you know, receiving a savior, for recognizing that the only way that they can fulfill that which the Lord has spoken is if the Lord does something in them. And, and you know, at the point of the fullness of time, he sends Christ uh, and, and, you know, he sends Christ to the, to the lost sheep of Israel. And, you know, when Jesus comes, you know, he, he, he has some very specific things that he says to the church. Or to, 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 to the house of Israel that he came to. Um, you know, we know that in the Old Testament, uh, you know, the Lord took them through many uh, ordinances. They had laws, they had practices, they had feasts, they had uh, lots of things that were outward that, uh, that, that separated them from the other nations of the earth. And of course, those things represented something greater than the, the physical things in many instances. But, you know, the Lord... Uh, uh, was, was, was about to sort of update the covenant. And Jesus walks the earth for, for three years and he relates with Israel and he gives them um, a, a, a deeper insight and a, and a deeper understanding uh, for those that have ears to hear of what all of those things actually meant. And he says in John 13, 34 to 35 in the Amplified, he says, I'm giving you a new commandment that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, so you too are to love one another. And by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love and unselfish concern for one another. In John 17, 20 to 24, again in the Amplified, he says, It is not for their sakes only that I make this request. So this is, you know, coming to the end of his time on, on the earth and, you know, this famous prayer that, that Jesus prays. And he says, I'm not just praying for those that are here. I'm praying also for those 
who will ever believe and trust in me through the message that they take, that they all may be one, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they may also be one in us, so that the world may believe without a doubt that you sent me. I have given to them the glory and honour which you have given to me, and that they, that they may be one, just as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may be perfected and completed into one, so that the world may know without any doubt that you sent me, and that you have loved them just as you have loved me. Father, I desire that they also, they also whom you have given to me as your gift to me, may be with me where I am, so that they may see my glory which you have given to me, because you've loved me before the foundations of the world. So then, after he's been uh, crucified and resurrected, um, he appears to his disciples again, as we know, and, and he says to them in Matthew 28, 18 to 20, the famous Great Commission, says, Then Jesus came up to them and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. So we're talking about nations and the importance of nations uh, to the Lord, uh, the, 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 the fact that the Lord will judge the nations at the end of the age, the, the, the fact that when his kingdom comes in his fullness, he will rule over the nations and we will rule and reign with him. Uh, and then, you know, we're, we're talking about the state of the nations on the earth, even though the church uh, and, and the, 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 the number of Christians on the earth is larger than it has ever been. Um, yet, there's uh, seemingly very few nations that one can point to that we would say um, follow the ways of the Lord. And yet, you know, this is the, the, the commandment that he gave, the commission that he gave before he ascended was that we should go therefore and make, um, and, and, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So, I mean, it's fair to say that something somewhere is not working as, as it ought. You know, when uh, Jesus was about to ascend and he told the disciples to wait in Jerusalem, he... Um, he asked them to wait and they still asked him about the restoration of the kingdom to Israel. So at this point, they were still thinking, okay, you know, when is it going to happen? And he tells them, you know, don't worry about that. Just, it's not for you to know the times, but just wait in Jerusalem and the, the gift that I promised you will, will, will come. Um, and they, they obey and, and, and the Holy Spirit is sent. And, you know, when the Holy Spirit has come upon them and Peter begins to speak, he draws a link between past prophecy uh, in Joel and uh, what is happening on that day. And he's no longer asking about the restoration of the kingdom to Israel. And then he, he talks instead about the, the inner work that is being done in the lives of, um, of those that acknowledge and accept. You know, he, he tells them that 
Uh, in fact, you know, it is clear that uh, Jesus was the Messiah that they've been waiting for and they ask what they need to do and he, he, he tells them to repent. Um, and the scriptures tell us that 3,000 were added to the number daily. And then, you know, the next thing that we are told in that uh, chapter in Acts 2, 42 through to 47, is that every believer was faithfully devoted to following the teachings of the apostles. Their hearts were mutually linked to one another, sharing communion and coming together regularly for prayer. A deep sense of holy awe swept over everyone and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. All the believers were in fellowship as one body and they shared with one another whatever they had. Out of generosity, they even sold their assets to distribute the proceeds to those who were in need among them. Daily, they met together in the temple courts and in one another's homes to celebrate communion. They shared meals together joy with joyful hearts and tender humility. They were continually filled with the praises of God, enjoying the favor of all people. And the Lord kept adding to their number daily, those who were coming to life. So um, the Holy Spirit comes. Peter has this light bulb moment, recognizes that it's not about the immediate restoration of the kingdom to Israel, but, you know, it's about the last days and the Lord pouring out his spirit on all flesh. And, and, and he invites the people listening to him to repent and to come into uh, uh, acceptance of, of Christ as their Messiah. And then these are the things that followed. The same Peter in 1 Peter 2, 9 and 10 in the Passion Translation says, but you are God's chosen treasure, priests who are kings, a spiritual nation set apart as God's devoted ones. He called you out of darkness to experience his marvelous light. And now he claims you as his very own. He did this so that you would broadcast his glorious wonders throughout the world. So we see that in the, in the, in the, in the beginning of, of the Lord's process of, 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 of uh, redemption for man, he starts with a nation. He calls Abraham, he births a nation through him, and he says to them, as we read in Exodus 19, 4 to 6, uh, in verse 5, he says, You are my own special possession and treasure from among all the peoples of the world. For all the earth is mine, and you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation set apart for my purpose. And in the New Testament, uh, he says that we are God's chosen treasure, priests who are kings, a spiritual nation set apart as God's devoted ones. And he says that, you know, we were called out of darkness to experience his marvelous light. And he did this so that you would broadcast his glorious wonders throughout the world. So the whole purpose of him calling us out, the whole point of us being uh, a priest to a kings and being a spiritual nation unto him um, is, is so that, uh, uh, you know, from that place, we will broadcast his glorious wonders throughout the world. So if the redemption of, of man was to occur through a nation and is to occur through a nation and the Lord is clear that nations matter to him, then, you know, just as Israel, natural Israel, 
found themselves often, uh, you know, out of out of sorts with, with, with God's purposes and his agenda. They found themselves, um, you know, distracted from his purposes. They, they found themselves straying from his, his commands and, and finding themselves, and they found themselves at the mercy of, of, you know, those that were deemed to be their enemies. Could it be that we also, the spiritual nation of God, have found ourselves uh, drifting away from his priorities and his purposes and as a result, we find ourselves uh, unable to, to uh, fulfill the calling that he has given to us. You know, if we look at, across the nations of the earth, the, the, the church is, is, whilst we are, we are large in number, there's a, there's a sense of, 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 of timidity in many instances. There's, there's a, a sense of... Of, of persecution, you know, the church finds herself negotiating, appeasing, um, seeking to uh, survive and, and stay the hand of, of persecutors and oppressors um, that, that have declared that, that if, we, if we speak up uh, in, in favor of our God, um, that there will be consequences. You know, even nations of the earth that we would say at a time they're, they're, they're government and their constitutions were founded on the principles of the kingdom. We find ourselves looking at those same nations today, nations that have sent uh, the gospel across the globe. We find ourselves today watching in horror as many of these nations uh, uh, openly defy God and openly defy his law and his principles and, and the values uh, you know, of the kingdom. So, so, um, so it's, the nation is born. The spiritual nation called the church is born. The Holy Spirit has come. Uh, uh, Peter declares the word of the Lord. There is a repentance. And, um, and, and, and as people uh, you know, come to the Lord and, and receive him as Messiah, we are, we are given an, an illustration of what followed uh, in Acts 2.42. And it says, every believer was faithfully devoted to following the teachings of the apostles. Their hearts were mutually linked to one another, sharing communion and coming together regularly for prayer. A deep sense of holy awe swept over everyone and the apostles performed uh, many miraculous signs and wonders. All believers were in fellowship as one body and they shared with one another whatever they had. Out of generosity, they even sold their assets to distribute the proceeds to those who were in need among them. Daily, they met together in the temple courts and in one another's homes to celebrate communion. They shared meals together with joyful hearts and tender humility. They were continually filled with praises to God, enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord kept adding to their number daily, those who were coming to, to life. So there was something that they heard you know, that, 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 you know, of course, Jesus came preaching, uh, repent for the kingdom is at hand. John came preaching that. And, you know, this is the message that the apostles uh, were, were, were propagating. And there was something in that message that, that made them want to forsake whatever it was that was their trajectory before and, and come together and live in this way that is described so so potently in these in these in these verses that 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 we the church look at today and we think wow you know there's such a such a level of commitment I mean if 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 we asked 
uh, uh, members of, of a church to move to the same street, there would probably be an issue with that. We would probably have uh, an issue with it probably as a result of experiences or hurt or maybe because of the gospel that we have received. Let us ask ourselves whether the gospel that we received and the gospel that we are living by has uh, told us that we are to forsake our, our, our individualism uh, in, in favor of community and in favor of uh, a nation. Because it, the Lord refers to us as a nation. He refers to us as a royal priesthood and a holy nation. And yet, you know, it was that gospel that, 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 that the believers, uh, you know, the early believers heard that, that motivated them to make the kinds of uh, uh, adjustments to their lives that, that are described in these verses. It's virtually impossible for us without seeing something, without perceiving something, without laying hold of or desiring to lay hold of something to be able to say that we will, we will uh, you know, that our hearts will be mutually linked, that we'll be meeting every day for communion and for meals in one another's homes and we'll be selling our possessions uh, to, to, be, to be able to, to make sure that, 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 that there was no lack among us. You know, we want the, the, the miraculous signs and wonders and we want, uh, you know, we want that sense of awe to be, to be around uh, that which we call the church. But I'm not sure whether the message that they heard is the message that we are focused on. You know, let's not forget that, that Israel uh, understood what it meant to live in a kingdom. And they understood uh, what it meant to live uh, under uh, military occupation, which they were doing at that time. And even though um, it, it had become clear that it wasn't necessarily about the restoration of the kingdom to Israel today, there was, there was a desire that they had to be a spiritual nation, to have the unity and the oneness uh, in, in Christ that prompted them to operate the way that they operated. You know, the Lord says that we are a city on a hill. He says that we are a royal priesthood and a holy nation. He says to us that the nations of the earth are important to him. And in the Old Testament, we see him raise up a nation. In the new, under the new covenant, he desires to raise up a nation. It, 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 it it is perfectly uh, uh, reasonable that if the nations of the earth are in disarray, that the Lord would raise up a nation to demonstrate to the nations of the earth what nationhood should be. You know, if we are not a nation, if the church is not a nation, then the church cannot have ambassadors. Any nation cannot send, you will not, one would not receive ambassadors from, from, from anywhere that is not recognized nation. You know, when, when uh, uh, ambassadors are sent out, they go with the, with, the, with the blessing and with the authority of the nation from which they are, are coming from. An individual cannot just stand up and decide that they are going to go 
to a nation and present themselves as a representation of, of, the, of the nation for which they, uh, in which they were born. The, 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 the government of that nation has to recognize them and to, to send them out. So if the nations of the earth are going to receive uh, uh, the sons and the daughters of God as ambassadors, then those sons and daughters must emanate from, must be sent by a nation. This is not you know, our, our personal salvation uh, experience uh, where each Christian does whatever they feel is um, good in their own eyes, that they hear, for the, hear the Lord themselves. Uh, we, we have no real objective measure of, of whether or not we are, we are really maturing because we feel that you know, everybody um, has to hear the Lord for themselves. Um, you know, the scriptures tell us in abundance about the protocols that lead to our, our maturity. Uh, you know, uh, Ephesians 4 tells us that um, you know, the Lord has given gifts to the body, apostles, prophets, teachers, evangelists, pastors, to, to, to equip us and to bring us to a place of maturity as sons and daughters of God in the context of a body. And yet we find ourselves as believers still unable to even agree that those gifts are actually for us in this current dispensation. We have struggled to, to come to a place where um, we are ready to forsake our individual agendas or our individual visions that we have for our lives. You know, we're seeking often individual advancement and individual strength, or at best maybe for our, for our families or our household. But could that be the reason why there are so few ambassadors to send? Because so few of us recognize that we are a royal priesthood and a holy nation. So few of us recognize the importance of being uh, part of, citizens of a holy, a holy nation and a royal priesthood. Could that be why um, there's, there's, there's a level of impotence that we see in the church at this time, where we're unable to, uh, to, to, to disciple even communities never mind disciple nations, which the Lord has called us to. You know, when uh, nations are first mentioned in the scriptures, they're mentioned in Genesis 10. And, you know, the nations are described as, as basically uh, deriving from one head. So you have you know, names of men being mentioned and, and, you know, they're synonymous with the nations. Just as Abraham was synonymous with Israel, and Christ is, is synonymous with the church. You know, the, the, the scriptures tell us that, that we are, are the head. I mean, he is the head and we are the body. So, you know, it, it's helped us even further with that analogy that we are connected. You know, you can only have one head and, and we are the body and we are connected to him. And, you know, the, the desire to be solo is a, really a function of, of the orphan spirit. The desire to have uh, uh, an individual agenda or priority uh, for our lives that, that you know, it, we've elevated above uh, 
that which is the corporate agenda and, and that which the Lord desires to do and to raise up in his, in his body, in, in the nation, uh, uh, the spiritual nation that is the church, is a reflection of the, an orphan spirit. You know, in, in, the, in the garden, when, when uh, Satan uh, you know, deceived Eve and, and, and then you know, Adam followed suit, he, he basically invited them to live independently. He invited them to, uh, to, to know what is good and evil for themselves. You know, he was the first orphan and he invited them to operate from the nature that he possesses. When we're reborn from the seed of Christ, you know, Christ, we said, I believe last week, uh, the, 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 the sonship or the week before, the sonship of Christ was exemplified in his obedience to the Father, even to death on the cross. So he submitted himself uh, to, to the agenda of, of, of the Father and the purposes of the Father. There was a, a oneness between the Father and the Son such that they, they desired uh, and pursued uh, uh, the, same, the same thing. There was no separate uh, desire or operations being manifest. You know, in the same way, uh, we are, we are, we are, as we're redeemed and, and, and we're reborn from that seed of Christ and we are grafted into the body, the, 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 the desire and the objective that the Lord has is that there is an interconnectedness and a oneness uh, that f grows up into the head that is, that is Christ. So, you know, the lives that we lead, the aspirations that we have, um, the things that we, that we pursue, the way that we operate with uh, our fellow believers, even at a local community level, is an indication to us of, of you know, the gospel that we, that, we are, that we may have received and are responding to. It, it's an indication to us of, of, of what may color or veil our hearts as we, as we look in the scriptures and we seek for um, the things that are able to, to add to, to our, and to, 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 to meet our individual need with very little recognition or grasp of what the Lord desires to do, uh, you, know, you know, in the corporate body. You know, when, when the church was born, uh, you know, those verses that we read in Acts 2, 42 to 47, talking about, you know, the, 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 the mutually uh, connected hearts and, you know, the, the generosity that led uh, uh, citizens of this new nation, the church, to sell what they had and make sure that, you know, there was no lack. In Acts chapter 4, we see Ananias and Sapphira um, basically attempting to partake of that nation and the benefits of that emerging young nation without uh, uh, giving themselves to it wholly. You know, they, they, there wasn't a, an openness about, you know, where they were at. You know, they, 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 they opted instead to, to access something uh, without the, the heart and the spirit of that thing being present in their lives. And it was willful because they, they lied about it. You know, they, they sold their property voluntarily um, and then they, uh, you know, they brought the, 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 some of the proceeds and presented them to the apostles as the entire proceed. So, so what that is basically saying is that, you know, we own this asset, we have sold it, um, but we still 
we still uh, want to use uh, some of these resources for our own purposes and our own plans, but we don't want that to be apparent. We want to present ourselves as though we are heart and soul uh, invested in this emerging uh, nation that the Lord is, is birthing and building, um, but we're actually not. So basically, they wanted to have dual citizenship. It would have been different if, you know, one thing to say, okay, um, we're not going to sell our property, or we are going to sell our property, but we're going to give half, and you're, you're open about it. But they're holding back uh, some of themselves. It, it amounts to having dual citizenship. It, it amounts to being one leg in and one leg out. And the Lord didn't tolerate it. But how many of us today have one leg in and one leg out of the body? Have one leg in and one leg out of what Christ is building in his body? And we are uh, uh, very much um, focused on our, our, the way that we, that we see our lives uh, uh, manifesting as individuals, but don't necessarily have uh, any real vision uh, for the body or our place in the body or what the Lord is doing in the body and how we contribute to it. You know, this is different from, you know, I, I, I'm a church worker. You know, it's, it's this, this seed um, of individualism in the context of the, the church manifests itself in a lot of individual ministries uh, that are working independently, uh, you know, in pursuit of what they believe that the Lord has revealed to them. But there isn't the ability to, to, to recognize how we fit together, all of us as believers, uh, and have that oneness, you know, in Christ. There's only one head. There's only one head, and that head is Christ. So there's only one, uh, uh, you know, commander in chief. Everything that the Lord is doing on the earth, in and through His body, um, you know, He He's the only one that sees all of it, and He's the only one that that knows how the various pieces interconnect. And and our call, our our, our responsibility as believers is to um, is to submit to Him and submit one to another, recognizing that as we come together that we will see more clearly and we will understand more clearly that which he's doing on the earth. And, and it is that coming together and it's that oneness of the body that actually is the royal priesthood and the holy nation. Now, without coming into a sense of nationhood, the impact that, that we desire to see on the earth of the gospel cannot manifest itself. You know, the, the, the ecclesia, um, is, are the ones that are called to, uh, to, to be sent out and, and to influence uh, that whole sphere and the many spheres that are, that are not yet aware of the gospel of the kingdom. You know, in, 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 in the parables in Matthew 13, when, when the Lord speaks about the kingdom, he, he likens it to a seed uh, he likens it to something small that is placed in the context of something more vast, but begins to grow and have influence. So he talks about the wheat and the tares. And, uh, you know, he says that, that uh, the kingdom is like a man sowing good seed in his field. 
Now, the seed are those that have been raised up in the kingdom. The field is, is the world. So the seed actually is critical. The quality and the health and the integrity of the seed is, is, is of critical importance. Because that's the only way that it will be distinguished from the tares at the end of the age. Um, it's like a mustard seed, a small seed, that placed in the context of the field, the world, begins to grow and grow and grow and grow. Like leaven that is placed inside flour that ends up leavening the whole lump. There's a very small uh, portion of leaven versus flour, but it leavens the whole uh, uh, volume of flour over time. But in order for there to be uh, uh, a manifestation of, of the kingdom, there must be a seed that is sown that is consistent with the kingdom. If the, if the scriptures tell us that we are a city that's set on a hill, that we give light to the world, then we must be, um, we, we must recognize that what the Lord is birthing and building is a model nation that will be light to the nations of the earth. Uh, 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 so that they will know that we are his, so that they will know that, um, that, that the kingdom has come near. An ecclesia, ones that are called out and sent out, are not, must be sent from somewhere with, with the authority of someone. And if we're operating as solo agents, pursuing our own agenda without the consciousness that we are a nation and we are the nation that the Lord is raising up at this time to be uh, a pattern for the nations of the earth, then we will not be able to disciple those nations and that, that, that is the mandate that the Lord gave to us before he left. You know, in Exodus chapter 1, um, you know, we're told that of, of the oppression of Israel and how you know, the, the, the prevailing pharaohs did not know their history and they were enslaved, but they grew exceedingly despite that. But we also know that actually when they, they left Egypt, they were at the very beginning of a journey of nationhood. They, 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 they had volume, they were many in number, but they were not, they didn't have the characteristics of nationhood. They were given uh, those things subsequently. They were given the law, they were given practices, they were given many things that established a culture for them. If we look at our world today, could it be that like the Israelites um, that were simply growing in number without uh, the, the, the framework or the, the, the DNA or the identity of a nation, that the church um, has grown in number. If we look at our nation, the nation that I'm speaking from, Nigeria, we have many, 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 many churches. Could it be that we have numbers, but we do not have the DNA of a nation? We do not have the DNA of a, a, a royal priesthood and a holy nation. 
that the Lord requires us to have in order to be that city on a hill, in order to be that ecclesia that can be sent out to be seeded into the field, seeded into the other nations of the, of the, of the world, uh, so that we can, we can begin to, 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 to manifest uh, uh, the quality of the seed that, that, that we are. You know, there's a reason why when Jesus came, uh, you know, he, his, his message to, to Israel was to repent. You know, if we consider it, there was, given what was coming, you know, there was a lot that they had to, they had to step down from. You know, they'd had generations of uh, a certain practices that, by which they identified themselves as the people of God. Not only that, the Lord had separated them from the other nations of the earth. And, you know, they were people that they should not intermarry with, that they should not adopt their cultures. They should essentially, you know, separate themselves. And you would, I mean, it would be reasonable for them to look down on the people of those other nations because, um, because you know, they, they, they didn't follow the, the, the true uh, and living God. And you know, everything that, that Israel represented in terms of, and everything that they knew themselves to be was, was steeped in the, 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 the practices that the Lord gave them and the, the experiences that they had had and the, 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 the history and the heritage of having the temple uh, and, and, and that system of worship that they had. And the Lord was asking them to, to set that aside and to, and, and, and to basically open their hearts to, to recognize that they would be saved by the blood of Christ alone, and that uh, not only that, that, that Gentiles who they previously separated themselves from would be able to come in to the same covenant as them without uh, any sort of inferiority because of the same blood of Christ, having not gone through all that they had gone through for the 2,000 years up until you know, Christ's coming. I mean, it was a lot to, you know, if we're going to be honest, it was a lot in your conscious self to give up. You know, it was like stripping your identity down to, to the basics. You know, Paul, the Apostle Paul says, who, who was, you know, a top brass Jew, said he counts it as rubbish, all that he took pride in, that he may gain Christ. But, you know, for those of us that are, that are Gentiles, those of us that, that are, are spiritual descendants of Abraham and not, not natural descendants, you know, the Lord is really asking us to give up a lot less, to become a part of the spiritual nation that is the church and come into all that he has designed for that spiritual nation. He's asking us to, uh, to recognize ourselves as part of a body to live, to open our hearts, to live a life of community. To, to recognize that our well-being and our, and our strength and our flourishing uh, is, is, is to be found in the context of a, an interconnected group of, 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 of uh, believers that, that believe the same thing that we do. And, you know, of course, on one level, it's our local church assembly. On another level, you know, it's, it's, it's the church in our nation. And on another, it's the church globally. 
that he is mandating us to find that mutual inter interdependency of heart among one another because our lives depend on it. And not only that, our ability to be sent out into the nations to be the right seed that grows and manifests the, 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 the integrity and the purity of his kingdom so that those nations of the earth that are lost can look to the ecclesia that have been sent from the nation, the, 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 the spiritual nation that is the church and, and see the way to go, to, for them to be that light, uh, uh, for us to be that light uh, on, on a lampstand, to be that city on a hill requires us to first accept a corporateness and a corporate identity and to, to elevate that above our individual priorities and agendas. Now, of course, nobody's talking about the most basic of things. The truth is that it's an adjustment of heart. You know, we, we, when we come into to, to a relationship with Christ, for many of us, we're repenting of our sins. We're repenting of the things that we recognize as things that, you know, even, even in our unsaved state, were pricking our conscience. We knew they were wrong, but we did not have the power to live above them. You know, we repent of those things, but we tend not to be so clear that we need to repent of our, uh, our individualistic ambitions and our individualistic uh, uh, outlooks on life, that we have to surrender from that place of, you know, orphan, that orphan state of heart that, that tells us that we must reach for, for, for all that we can get for ourselves. And we must, you know, build our own house and we must build our own edifices and we must um, and elevate our own names. But the Lord is calling us to repent of those things because until this nation, this, this, this spiritual nation, the church, matures, that which he intends to do in the nations of the earth will be thwarted, will be slowed down. And on, on, not only that, we will find ourselves, just like Israel found themselves under siege when they were, when they were uh, in rebellion against God, we'll find ourselves under siege uh, at the hands of rebellious nations. You know, Pharaoh and Egypt, the Israelites outnumbered them. But the Egyptians had systems of government that enabled them to enslave the Israelites. The reality is that for the, for, for the church, because we don't see ourselves as a nation, we don't organize ourselves accordingly, then we do not uh, have the systems of government that enable us to go out and to affect uh, the environments in which we place ourselves. So instead, we seek to call people in and bring them into a, a, a sense, a agreement with our sensibilities so that they can be part of our, our group. But you know, in this time and in this season that we live, the Lord is sending us out. He desires to send us out. He desires to send us out into every uh, sphere and strata that, that shapes the hearts and minds of men. But in order to do that, we have to be of the right seed. Now we're born of the right seed. But our understanding of, of, of who we are and who he has called us to be and who he's crafting us to be 
I believe needs to be re-examined. If we are part of the body, then there is only one head. If, if we are to be uh, 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 a spiritual nation, which is you know, the, 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 the destination where he was going when he started with Israel as a, as a, as a natural nation, that we, we, we are held together by that which we have received on the inside, that which we profess on the inside, that which we have come into, that which we've been born of, that knits us together and causes us to, 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 to demonstrate a spirit and a, and a life that is unlike any other nation on the earth. And from that place, we are able to, to go forth and disciple. Unless that happens, then the seeds that the Lord desires to be sown in the nations of the earth will not be sown. The nations that he desires to be, that he has called to be sheep nations, will suffer uh, uh, extended loss because they are not hearing the right gospel. Because they are not seeing a demonstration of a holy nation. Isaiah 2 2 talks about Mount Zion and the ascension and the streaming of nations of the earth into ascending to Mount Zion and streaming in and, and asking, the, 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 asking for instruction on how to live and how to operate and how to organize themselves. But in order for there to be somewhere for them to stream to, we the, the, the body of Christ must recognize that we are uh, a spiritual nation, that that was what the Lord intended when, when he came. That was what he intended to raise up. That's what he desired to birth. That is what he desired to, to, to send forth into the earth and sow into the, into the marketplace so that the harvest may come in. The nation in which we, we live that I'm speaking from, Nigeria, is enduring some very difficult times. And, you know, time and again, we talk about the church being the answer, but it's not the collection of individuals that, that accept Jesus as Lord and Savior, but it's actually the assembling of a body that is connected to one head, which is Christ, that recognizes that we are a spiritual nation that we have uh, uh, customs and, and, and laws that are given from that, from that place of our spiritual birth that reflect the life and the values of the kingdom of God and that, can, that are that city on a hill and that instruction to a nation that is in darkness. That will be the salvation of the nation. And the same goes for all of the nations of the earth. Now, the Lord is breathing life. He's sending revelation. He's changing and turning our hearts once again, causing us to realize that uh, the models that we have pursued in times past have not led us to the, to the expected uh, uh, destinations that we were hoping to arrive at. And so I believe he's calling us at this time to, to repent of our, of our dual citizenship, 
to repent of desiring to be citizens of the kingdom and citizens of the world, to repent of, 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 of uh, uh, value systems that are in conflict with, with the, the, the communal life and the shared life that he has called us to, to have in the body. You know, in John 17, as we read earlier, he, he desires that uh, uh, we are one in him as he is one with the Father. That oneness is imperative. That oneness is inescapable. The spirit with which we dwell together is non-negotiable if he is to send us out into the nations. We're all familiar with Psalm 133. And I'm just going to read it as we draw to a close. And it says, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious oil of consecration poured on the head, coming down on the beard, even the beard of Aaron, coming down upon the edge of his priestly robes, consecrating the whole body. It is like the dew of Mount Hermon coming down on the hills of Zion. For there the Lord has commanded the blessing, life forevermore. In order for us to, uh, to be sent to the nations, we must recognize that we are a nation. In order for us to, be, uh, to come to maturity, we must recognize uh, at this time more than ever that our, our identity as citizens of that holy nation is far more important than any other identity that we have. It is as we align with that which the Lord is doing that we will be sendable, for want of a better word, that we will be that right seed that he desires to sow into the marketplace. Much as we're talking about um, you know, the, 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 the mountains and the spheres of influence, Unless we go as citizens of a nation, we will not carry the right seed that is necessary to bring light, to bring life to the places where the Lord desires to send us. And our nations will not be uh, turned around in the way that we desire. We, we all have seen many il illustrations of, of believers that have been sent out to the marketplace and sent out to places where um, we feel uh, some comfort and assurance that they're going to go and make a difference there, and we've been bitterly disappointed. But the, the part of the reason for that is because they've not been sent from, from, with the consciousness that they're leaving from a nation, and they're carrying uh, the, the, the right seed to sow in the context in which they are going. Let's bow our heads. Our Father and our God, we just, we just come before you this morning. We ask for grace. We ask that you would just help us, O oh God, that you would awaken in us the desire uh, to, to seek out the, 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 the truth of your kingdom message and the reality, Lord, that you are, are, are birthing a, a nation and not a collection of individuals that you have promised lots of good things to. 
your word tells us to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all other things that we seek will be added unto us. So you're, you're calling us to desire first your kingdom, to desire first the, 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 the holy nation and the royal priesthood, to desire first that identity that we have collectively, to esteem being part of your nation more than we esteem whatever benefits we feel we can secure individually, to recognize that our strength comes from being connected, to recognize that we cannot, uh, uh, without a revelation of, 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 of our, our citizenship and our nationhood, we cannot live as the, apostle, uh, as the early church uh, lived in terms of sharing life. Often we've tried to share life without, without having a revelation of, 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 of why we are doing that and the potency that comes with that unity. Father, for the work in our hearts and open our eyes again, cause us to see that that, that, that which you, you died to give us is far more potent than that which we are striving to attain by ourselves. Father, move over every heart. For even as you prepare to send us out as the ecclesia at this time, as you desire to send us out into the nations of the earth, as you desire to send us out into the spheres and the mountains of influence, as you desire to send us out to, 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 to shine uh, the light and to, to demonstrate the values of your kingdom, O oh God, help us to see that we must first uh, uh, be discipled in those things we must esteem them, that we must carry the right seed, that we must seek once again to, 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 to be uh, uh, part of your body and in a way that we have not sought it before. Give us the grace to give up dual citizenship, O oh God. To give up having a, a, a life that is primarily independent in favour of a life that is interconnected. Give us a fresh revelation of the power and the potency of community, O oh God, so that the work can be hastened, so that you can send us out uh, in, into, the, into the marketplace, O oh God, and we carry the seed that brings life and redemption and light to, to those who so desperately seek it, O oh God. Father, we just thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you very much for joining us. Have a blessed week.
you know, there's a reason why when Jesus came, uh, you know, he, his, his message to, to Israel was to repent. You know, if we consider it, 